Greetings, Earthlings. I'm doing it again. Talking to myself. Hello, it's Joe. Just when I have all the answers, all the questions change. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. Yes, my theme. One day the world looks so normal, next it looks so strange. That's not my theme. That's one of my themes. I got a lot of themes, don't we all? If you've only got one theme, I feel bad for you. I'm sure if you ventured further into your skull, you'd find more themes. Sometimes we get caught in ruts, and we have a theme, and we stick to it, and then... And then what? I don't know. I don't know. That, that, you know, I'm not afraid of saying that. I'm not afraid of saying I don't know. What am I going to do... What am I going to say? I don't know. Somebody asks a question. Um, sometimes people feel they, they don't want to say, I don't know, because they're afraid or they're embarrassed. They don't want to look stupid or whatever, whatever reason. Don't want to say, I don't know. You know, I don't know is a legit answer. In fact, it might be, in many cases, the most honest answer you can give. Most honest? Hmm. You're either honest or you're not, right? No. I guess like, uh, I think I was just talking about that last week, about spectrum. I mean, we we tend to, I think we do, we tend to look at things dualistically and, you know, up and down and heads and tails. Although, you know, even I was thinking about that too, the heads and tails thing. It's pretty clear cut, although the coin could land on its edge. But for the most part, when you're doing like a legal, a legal coin toss it's going to be either heads or tails but you know most of life isn't like that we treat it like that and while i don't want to get into the details of it i mean this is an election year so uh, and we're we're getting pretty close to here in california actually i say actually of uh, our our time being able to vote is coming up i just got my ballot in the mail and i'll be mailing it off soon before i take off on vacation mail in balloting it's so nice I don't have to interact with people. <laughs> you know, I, I've been uh, I've been interacting with people more <laughs> more often recently. Going through a little burst of socializing. I just uh, this last weekend uh, went to another of um, another comedy show that's produced by a friend of mine, Lamont Ferguson. He's been doing this show for years, fourteen or fifteen years. He created the show. He produces it. And here's the thing. Lamont is a the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, planet Earth has been around for 4 billion years or 6,000, depending on your beliefs. But here's the thing. I, I have, I, after you know, and, and humans, as far as we know, as their evolu- our evolution stopped, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand years ago when we became the humans that we are today. But here's the thing. Lamont is a headliner. Lamont makes his living on doing comedy. He's been on television. He's been doing it for 30 plus years. 
30 plus years doing stand-up comedy. And you know what he was doing uh, at the, before the show last week? He was in the ticket booth. Yes, he was the guy handing out the tickets. You know what else he does? He works the sound and the lights and he writes the show and I, I'm, I'm guessing he probably, you know, takes out the trash and sweeps the floors. I mean, whatever the fuck he has to do. Move over, James Brown. Lamont Ferguson is the hardest working man in show business. And I'm not kissing Lamont's ass for any, uh, you know, motive. There's no motive for, for me to, like, blow, be blown smoke up his ass. For one thing, he's not going to listen to this. Sure, there's an off chance he might be curious and download one of these one day and listen to it. But seriously, who has the time for that? <laughs> I, do, I wouldn't, you know, if I were not me, I wouldn't be listening to this. I'd, I'd be listening to other people. Why, how do I know that? Because I don't, well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that because I've got a couple, there's a couple of, uh, of obscure podcasts that I, that I listen to. Um, an acting friend of mine, that I listened to her podcast, Carrie, the conversation. I listened to that. She stopped doing it. You know, that's most podcasts. It's the rare bird that, that keeps doing this week after week, year after year. I'm wondering if I'll do that. Now that I've found birds, I've found birds. I like when I hear the birds, when, I, when I'm paying attention, you know, because the birds are always there, mostly, mostly there. Yeah, I like that. I like when I notice the birds. It, I don't know. It, it, it makes me, it uh, makes me feel more in touch with things if I'm paying attention to the birds. You know, because a lot of times we're spending time inside of our heads, uh, thinking about the past or the future or just pretty much anything except what's going on around us. And so when I notice the birds, I think I'm in the right frame of mind. I say right frame of mind. Mm, I'm I'm in a frame of mind that I like. I don't want to get into right or wrong here. Do I sound wishy-washy? See, here, here's the thing. Here's another the thing. I flip the coin over a lot, and I go back and forth a lot, and I, I do 180s a lot. And, I, you know, sometimes I've been called wishy-washy or indecisive. And, I, you know, and, I, and sometimes I've taken that criticism to heart, and it's affected my behavior. But then after a while, I go, you know what? That's just, I, I like doing that. As I hear the birds, I don't know if you can hear them in the background. I guess since I can hear them in my headset, you must be able to hear them too. I like looking at things from different angles and not just being caught in a rut and having an ideology that says, this is the way I see the world and damn it, that's the way I'm always going to see the world. Have I been in instances like that? In instances, have I been in moods like that? Of course, everybody is. But I like to look at things from different angles. And like, here's, here's another the thing. And, I, and I'm not saying that makes me special or unique. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, here, here's, what I, here's what I'm doing. Even though I'm, I'm holding up a piece of paper now that has a, it's almost full. It's like half a, half a piece of a normal, normal sized eight and a half by 11 paper folded over and it's, full of little notes I've been jotting over the last uh, few days since the weekend of things that popped into my mind that I uh, might want to talk about today. But I haven't talked about any of it yet, not even the top of the page. I'm, uh, the, the, at the top of the page, 
So here's the first thing I'll say from the page. Why, question mark, there's a box around it, it's underlined. Why? Why what? I don't know. We'll get into that. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I won't recall what I meant when I wrote why on the piece of paper a few days ago. I, I think I do. I think it pretty much just had to do with why am I doing stand-up comedy again? But before I get into that, let me just say, you know, it's eight minutes in and I, until I said the word why from the top of that page, I hadn't said anything from this piece of paper. So I, you know, I, I just leave myself the freedom to just uh, talk and say nothing in particular and, and see what happens or, uh, or to go off this piece of paper. Because there these were things that I thought, at least over the last few days since the weekend, I thought were important enough that I wanted to talk about them. Specifically, you know, like at the top of the page, uh, I just, I did mention, okay, so I wasn't going off the piece of paper, but I have mentioned Lamont and the fact that I went to Carlsbad, although I don't know if I mentioned Carlsbad in particular, but the show that I went to see was being headlined by Orny Adams. If you're interested, you can Google him. I was first aware of Orny Adams from a documentary uh, called Comedian with Jerry Seinfeld and uh, the basic... Just you can you can look that up too. I don't want to get into that. Other than to say that Jerry Seinfeld was just coming off of his his uh, TV his ten year run on his number one rated TV show when he was getting back into stand up. And Orny Adams was a guy, not a newbie, but he he'd been doing it for several years. But he was uh, going into towards his first spot on the Letterman show. And so there's there's the parallel things going on, and then and then the two of them cross paths, and and uh, that's in a nutshell what I'm going to say about it. But that was my first exposure to Orny Adams. So now I've got a picture with him. I've got a selfie. I've got, actually got two selfies. The first selfie I took was, oh, I was so clever. I stood. I, I did not approach him initially after the show. He was in the lobby with uh, talking to a couple of people. And, and I thought, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it look like he photobombed me. So... I took a picture with myself in the corner and him in the background and he, and he noticed as I was holding the camera up and, you know, reacted and gave a, a funny face and a couple of thumbs up and, or a couple of fingers. I think there were thumbs. <laughs> so that was my first selfie. And then I bought a t-shirt from him. Oh, that's something on the list here. I'm going to circle that and check it. Check. Orny selling t-shirts. I bought a t-shirt from him after being pressured into it and then uh, took a, a more proper selfie with the two of us like side by side, cheek to cheek. <laughs> but Orny selling t-shirts, here's, here, here's the thing again, another the thing. There's a lot of unique the thing, right? Here's the thing. <clears throat> a lot of people think, some don't. But a lot of people think that if you become successful in show business or if you've been on television if it's a, it's a really common belief that if you've that if you see if people see somebody on television and they just automatically assume oh this person is living in a mansion and they have maids and they don't wipe their own butt and they they're obviously they've obviously got billions of dollars in the bank and you know blah 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 it's like okay a lot of you listening to this a lot of both of you Assuming my audience is that large this week to have two people listening. A lot of you know that that's not true, but there's, but it's still a pretty widespread belief as far as I can tell. 
at least uh, according, you know, like I'm getting this second or third hand, depending on if you if you listen to something in a podcast. Uh, is that second hand? It's kind of first hand because it's coming right out of the horse's mouths. A lot of horses doing podcasts these days. So some of the horses I listen to who just happen to be successful in show business, they go, hey. Oh, my God. What? I was trying to do a horse whinny and it started to come out. I don't know what it was. So let us proceed. <laughs> Orny selling t-shirts. See, contrary to popular belief, as I mentioned earlier, Lamont Ferguson has been headlining for 30 years. And he's not, I mean, well, he hasn't been headlining for 30 years, but, you know, for a good chunk of that. Because if you've been doing comedy for, after, if you've stick with it long enough for at least several years, some people get get to headlining early, maybe too early. But if you've been doing comedy for several years, and especially at 10 years, you're most likely headlining. So Lamont's been headlining probably for 20 plus years. And he's in the ticket booth, handing out tickets, doing the grunt work. Orny Adams, who's been on, who was on the David Letterman show, was on the Tonight Show. He is done, uh, he's currently on, I don't know if the show's still on the air, Teen Wolf. He plays uh, the coach on that show. I don't know if you've seen it. But the point is, the guy's got a career, and he's a headliner. And after the show, he's out there hawking t-shirts. I mean, when I, I really, I made, uh, made a brief mention of it. I was pressured into it, but I seriously was, man. I was just getting ready to walk outside and wait for Lamont because we were going to go to Denny's after the show which is also on my list of things to talk about because that turned out to be really cool. But I digress frequently. But Orny, Orny, and this is not, this is not a slam on Orny. Or, and also this is common because I just watched a, a documentary called I Am Road Comic. And if you're interested in stand-up comedy at all, it, it, just watch this. It's still on Netflix, at least as of today. What is today? It's May 2016, May 18th, I believe. I don't want to check my calendar because I'm because I just don't want to because <laughs> I'm running an app on my phone and I don't want to risk the app being killed if I go check my calendar boy do I go off on tangents but you know what that's what I do that's what I do I, w- I was uh even thinking about that like do I need to I need to be more structured no I don't I don't need to be anything I just I'm gonna one of my goals these days, and I will circle back to Orny on t-shirts, even though I think I might have made my point already, but I, not maybe not really. But when I think about why I'm doing stand-up again, it's like, just why not? And don't think about that. Why do we do anything? Why do we wake up in the morning? Ikigai. I just learned that word. It's a Japanese word. I-K-I-G-A-I. At least that's how it's spelled in, you know, for for our Western brains. I don't know if that's a, also in the uh, Japanese uh, alphabet as well, because I know they have more than one way of writing things, but I digress again. Here's the point, ikigai. It basically means a reason to live or a reason to wake up in the morning. And I, I believe it was, uh, I heard that on Pete Holmes' podcast. This is like a snake eating its tail, isn't it? I mean, not only am, am I talking to myself and going off on endless tangents, but I'm also talking about other comedians and other podcasters. And really, I got to stop right there. I hesitate to even call myself a comedian full-fledged because I'm not a working comedian. But, you know, I think I've earned my stripes. 
I've done several, somewhere between several hundred and a thousand shows. I stopped counting at 700 and change. Back in the day when I was seriously pursuing it for, you know, in, in, from 1986 to 1991, six years, I was, I counted because I'm a geek. I had a calendar and every time I did a gig, I would increment the number by one. <laughs> that's, that's how counting works. I'm explaining to you how counting works because I got a math degree and you probably don't. <laughs> I think I've earned this, my stripes, I, but I've, I, I caught, I'm still, uh, I still, ooh, I still put my guard up or I, I I'm careful. I'm not going to describe myself as a comedian if somebody asks me what I am or what I do. Cause you know, that's only part of what I do. And also I put my, my, uh, I'm careful to come out and call myself a comedian because guys like Mark Marin, and I mention him again because I usually do every podcast because I listen to his uh, WTF podcast a lot. Is this is I'm basically just advertising everybody else's stuff, so my two loyal listeners can go out and go and bump their statistics by two. <laughs> Mark Marin, among others, have said how it just, you know, kind of pisses them off when somebody's just like gotten up on stage a couple of times and calls themselves a comedian. So I'm not one of those people, but I'm also not a working comic. I'm in that broad middle. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm a guy who does it off and on, but I think I've done it enough and I know how to do it. can call myself a comedian. What I did not become is a headliner. And as I look at it now, and again, I'm not slamming Orny or other people. It just was that real, that rude awakening or, you know, something I, I wanted to put out here to, you know, if there happens to be anybody listening who's thinking about doing comedy or just starting out doing comedy, I don't want to discourage you, but I just want to let you know the reality. You better be doing it because you love it because it ain't all about glamour and people, you know, walking around following you and chanting your name and <laughs> carrying you on their shoulders. You know, it's a the people who've been in this for a lot of years, aside from a couple at the very top, they're still just scrapping to get by. For whatever reason, I mean, they're, they're doing it, you know, they're doing it for the love of it, which is great because that's what Lamont was talking about when we were at Denny's. And this is great because, you know, we've known each other for a lot of years, 30, give or take. And that's one of the things he was talking about is, you know, he, he does that show every month. He's done that show every month for, you know, 14 years. And in a, at the Carlsbad Village Theater, doesn't make money off of it. It's just a self, it's a self-perpetuating thing. Sometimes they'll get, um, you know, some extra money after they pay the, after they pay the headliner and pay the bills, they'll, they'll have some extra money, but he doesn't pocket that money. He just puts that in the bank as a cushion for some show that might be lightly attended where he's got to pay the comic and there aren't enough audience members and he could lose money. So over the course, but the point is over the course of all these years, it's, this show has not been some money-making proposition. It's, it's just been, it's a, been a self-sustaining thing. And that's pretty common. I've heard a lot of filmmakers talking on podcasts, obviously. And by the way, that's why I do this. At some point it occurred to me when I was getting the the urge to stop spending 100% of my life on the couch or and or doing my day job and doing what other people want. I sometimes I I go through 
creative uh, droughts. And when I started thinking, well, what, what do I want to do? What do I want, how do I want to spend my time? What do I want? What kind of creative outlet do I want? And I thought, well, I'm going to, uh, how about if I produce what I consume? And what I consume is podcasts. Because when I, when I go through the list of things like, uh, oh, maybe I'll get back to songwriting and I'll write some songs. I was like, eh, no, I, I didn't really have the passion for it, number one. My guitar, as I look over at my guitar continuing to gather dust, you know, occasionally I'll pick it up or whatever. I don't have the passion for it. And also, I'm not really, I'm not a music consumer anymore. At least, I, you know, not of new music. I hear some new music now and then. In fact, I, I had this uh, thought recently, and so, of course, I posted it on Facebook and Twitter. As I thought, you know, uh, it, am I old because I th- because pop music sucks, or I think pop music sucks, or or does pop music suck even though I'm, you know, whether I'm old or not? I can't remember how I worded it. It doesn't matter. The, the conclusion I came to is I don't think the quality of pop music has anything to do with my age. I don't think my age has caused the downfall of pop music. Maybe there's a, not maybe, I know there's other people out there obviously liking it, consuming it, otherwise it wouldn't be pop. Pop is short for popular after all. So I thought, I, I, what, but what do I do? So I guess the point there was I thought, eh, I don't really feel like going out and gigging and doing, you know, hauling my shit around and doing coffee houses or whatever, or whatever other venue. I'm sure I could scrape together a venue here and there that would allow me to get up on stage, but I, thought, I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to force myself, but I wanted to do something. What is it? Turns out to be podcasting because I had this revelation. Maybe revelation's too big of a word, but I thought, I'm going to produce what I consume. I don't know, somehow that makes sense. Almost in a farmer-like way, you know? (laughs) How is that? I don't know. Farmers produce things and, and then they consume them, but that's not the same thing. I can't, I don't get nourishment from this. Some kind of nourishment, I suppose. But doing it because you like to do it is probably the best thing because, as you may or may not know, getting to the top is not necessarily a guarantee of happiness. We get a lot of cautionary tales about that. There's p- plenty of people who, you know, not just in show business, but any any arena who've ended up um, making their way to the top and they find out that, well, you know, uh, I'm still me and I'm not happy because, you know, whatever it is, the money or the fame or the things that I thought would make me happy didn't make me happy. And so uh, I heard uh, John Favreau saying that years ago, maybe not on a podcast, maybe some other kind of interview, but he said that when he and uh, Vince Vaughn had become successful after Swingers, and they were actually, they had some heat. They ran into each other going to or from various, to and from various meetings in Hollywood. But, uh, oh God, get to the point. I get this timer that goes off thinking, I got to get to the point right now because I'm a comic. But you know what? I could also just be more casual and talk like this if I want to. I could have a talking like this contest with myself. That's a 30 Rock reference. Vince Vaughn, no, it was, it was John Favreau who said 
he came to this realization after he and Vince Vaughn ran into each other and neither one of them were happy, even though they had gotten what they wanted. They were now getting people asking them to have meetings instead of begging for meetings and auditions, and neither one of them were happy. And then Vince, uh, I keep wanting to say Vince, John Favreau said he came to the realization that happiness is a whole other bit of side work. The job is one thing, whatever that job is. Again, this doesn't have to be showbiz. It can be anything. Your job is one thing. Happiness is another. Your job could bring you happiness, and in which case, great. More power to you. But in a lot of cases, like, you know, you're doing your job because it's your job, and then, you know, you try to make it as enjoyable as possible, I suppose. But happiness is, a you know, it's its own thing. And then there's different opinions on that. I mean, do you actually work towards happiness or is happiness just a byproduct of what you do? I don't know. Maybe both. Maybe both. Am I going to solve the world's problems here? Yes, I am. <laughs> I was talking to Lamont about doing this. And, and even when I tell other people I do this, which is on rare occasions because I don't get out much, but I was telling him that I just talk to myself. I talk into the microphone and and. I, I, I sensed a little, you know, like eye-opening kind of thing coming out of him. Not totally looking down on me, but maybe, I don't know. I'm trying not to be a mind reader, but maybe some, some let's just say some look of surprise that I'm just talking to myself into a microphone. And I told him, you know, but I, I thought about doing interviews, but that would require effort. Oh, my God. I mean, even I just started talking to him about, I just, I started thinking about the, certain roadblocks. I mean, I do have a second good mic, but I'd have to get another another mic stand. And let's see, I'm looking right now, another cable. And then I got this, uh, this iRig preamp that uh, only has one input. So I'd have to get some kind of a, an adapter or a Y cable. And I saw, anyway, I don't have to solve it here, but the point is I start thinking, oh my God, all these things I'd have to do. But you know, the fact is, if I really want to do it, I would do it. Instead of going, oh my God, I'd have to get this other cable. And this, uh, some kind of mixer and then another mic. I'd be going, okay, great. I'm going to get another cable and I'm going to get a mic stand. Same thing, different attitude, right? If I really wanted to do it, I would do it. Isn't that true of everything? Too many times we make excuses like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm saying I really want to do that. But no, fact is, if you really, really, truly want to do something, there is nobody in the world that's going to stop you. Let's take that to the extreme. People you know, assassinate presidents. I mean, I don't know why I went there, but that's the first extreme thing I could think of. I mean, if you really want to do something, you're going to do it. So now let's think about good stuff. If you really want to help somebody, feed the homeless, do something. In fact, I saw this great thing recently I shared on Facebook where there's a city, and I can't remember. I wish I could remember the city. But there, it's, God, I just wish... Here's, here's the thing. The whole theme is it's a better way. Rather than looking down on the homeless or you know, taking them to jail or pushing them off into another community, this community decided, the mayor of this city decided, we're going to go out and offer, we're going to go up to people who are panhandling and offer them a job. Not a permanent job, just like, hey, do you want to work today for X number of hours at $9 an hour? And then they, the ones that say yes, they, they take them to go clean up trash or do all the kind of community service things that sometimes you're having uh, volunteers do or, or employees of the government do or, or people <laughs> working off DUIs. But the point is, it's a better way. And when they were talking to these homeless, I got choked up because this one woman 
<laughs> I did. I got choked up again. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and that's okay. I like this. I it's because it reminds me that I'm human. God, I'm serious. I'm not faking this. <sighs> this woman who was homeless and she's out there with her orange vest being employed for a day, cleaning up, helping to clean up the city. And she said, you know, was talking about how she had a house and kids and, and then just all just shit all fell apart and everything went away. And, and as she was cleaning up, putting stuff into a, into a hefty bag, she said, I, I, I miss cleaning my house. <laughs> God damn it. This is like fucking Oprah. Only I'm doing it to myself. There's a better way. We can help each other. We can do things. You know what? I'm going to have a hard time following this. I could follow it, but I, I just looked down and I realized I'm almost to a half hour. Could I do a extra long podcast today? I go, no, I don't know. You know what? I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to leave it at that. You know, think about this. There's always a better way. I continue to be an idealist and not not a, not starry-eyed or unrealistic. I don't think that everything's going to be peaches and cream and everybody's always going to get along. But you know what? We can do better. There's a better way. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do